the beginning of the day, it's establishing that ability to make a reference, to refer, to not just be in what's happening, but to be with it. This is, this is such a you know, simple notion that uh, everything pulls us in, pulls the mind into feeling and perceptions and moods and states of consciousness and the multicolored, multi-toned, compounded universe of our experience. And Buddha is pointing out of that, not through aversion, but through knowing this is this. There's a sense of a here that's not enmeshed in the weave of conscious experience. This is we're referring to. It's like this now. It's a refuge. Why such a tone, such a word is used, refuge, to something to take refuge from, something to be concerned about, to be on guard against. As the pull into the experienced, in it, we become it, the experience of becoming it, then being subject to it, being oppressed by it, struggling with it, trying to find a way out of it. How can I be, get out of this funny feeling, unpleasant feeling, difficult mind state, physical sensation that's bothering me? is the fly stuck in the treacle. So even the you know, sweet experiences can be something that get, gets stuck. And how do I get more of it? How do I hold on to it? What happens when something disturbs it? How fragile sweet experiences can be. Just getting nice and comfy, and then fly settled on me. Suddenly remembered something I should have done. This nagging thought gets at me. You know, how, how much of a refuge is that when a fly can knock you out of it? <laughs> a thought. So this, this primary um, function, Buddha, to know the world, to 
to be the knower of the worlds rather than in any of them really, even the most beautiful ones. Seeing the danger in it, seeing the, the threat even in the most beautiful worlds, we get stuck. And we lament when it disappears, or we want more of it. And the difficult ones, we feel sick, feel tired, feel groggy, headache, you know, don't feel so good. And going to this, oh, I can't practice, can't meditate, oh, I'm going to work for me, and sort of bleating, bleating of the mind. How good does it have to be? Well, if it's, you know, so in retreat time, it's good time to really strengthen, strengthen yourself, take refuge, because uh, this is a probably as good as it's going to get, really, and it could get a lot worse. You know, normal day, busy things to do, kind of power and pressure and push of daily life. Is it going to give you a break? Probably not. Where do you find it? You're going to, you know, have your wits. And uh, so often, you know, phrase a spiritual warrior is a used for a particular reason. It's not about blind hacking, it's about strategies. Wise warrior. You'll find your ground. It's not really going to be in any form-conditioned arising thing. They may give you a, a vantage point for a while, use it. Use the body while you can before it breaks up. But even in body, it's really the here-ness of the body, not the... It's, it's that ability to offer you a lo- sense of location of now, of here. Not really the sensations. Not really the um, feelings and so on. Buddha likened these to assassins. He says it's like, you know, feelings, perceptions, the body itself, everything that consciousness can do is like uh, they come in as your servants, say, oh, we'll give you a nice time, we'll come and help you, support you. And then when you just get kind of lulled into it, they knife you. <laughs> So, you know, taking, taking refuges, you know, using when the aggregates, when the khandhas are agreeable, when you can, you know, <coughs> using that to build up a sense of re- reference, and this reference itself, right reference, that um, panya, discernment, Buddha, awakening, 
mindfulness. These come to say, well, you know, okay, this is this. This is the mind going crazy. This is the tumult of thought. This is woozy feeling. These are the the assassins at work. You know, get out of here. Step back. Be on guard. It's like being a boxer in a ring, you know. Their sparring partner give you a few throws a few left hooks. You've got to learn how to be light on your feet. Not just, you know, going with your guard down and stick your head out. So it's that uh, vigilance that's required. What are we getting born into anyway? So here, we can know what is here, what we experience as being here, is changeable. Mm-hmm. And you know, select what you can to give you some ground to comfort the mind. You know, sense of the body while it's still around, we still have that to use the uprightness, the body, handling it, you know, remember it's not, it's not a health, it's not a given forever. So when you, when you have that ability of the body to be able to sit and be upright even for a, a few minutes, you use it, focus on that, you feeling uncomfortable, don't get lost in your discomfort, just go to the sense of having a body at all, being upright. Doesn't matter, you know, you call it meditation or whatever you want to call it, but just, you know, that sense. Keeping your eyes open if you're feeling lost and drowsy. Don't go into the the boxing ring with your eyes closed. <laughs> so to arrange the body, so you, you're with it, you know, just uh, you know, lost in it. So you draw it up, open it up, take some breaths, you know. Control the breath, push it out, stop, check. So you're letting the system know there's, there's, there's an awakener here. It's not just going to buy anything. It's happening. You're going to be a bit choosy about what you choose, what you want to stay with. You know, so if you're an awakener, you're not... You don't just buy any old stuff that comes in through the doors. You don't want that one. And then you lift and rather let the mind kind of just snooze on something or slump on something or, you know, indulge in something. You lift it, 
lifted on to just a word even Buddha awake sound of it the ability to form it ability to form the sense of your your knee, your left knee or your right knee and just kind of going there and forming it in your mind so it becomes sharp feeling the pull of the mind pulling into its streams and strands of flow and feeling and thought and Feeling that that pull itself is something you recognize, the drawing in the vortex of the story and the narrative and the the becoming the time sense from this to that. Feel the pulling of that, kind of funneling down into something again. Just kind of, do you want to buy that? Do you want that? Learning to also to widen your awareness, to flex it, to be choosy. So you can widen your awareness to include the whole room, the sounds, the creatures outside, light. You can narrow it down, you flex it. This is a good, just good yoga for the mind. Mind tends to just go into a kind of focus, attention on kind of without really activating it. This is like somebody who buys any old thing. First thing that comes under your and you know as you buy it. But uh, an awakener is someone who's choosing, maybe check it out. What about, am I, you know, do I need anything for a start? Is it right just to be here and let's let these things go wafting by without buying any of them? Or do we select something that seems that's gonna you know, lift me up, that's gonna you know, cause some energy to arise. Let's do a little bit of work in the morning. Sweeping around the body, you know, the feet, left foot, right foot, knees, shoulders, top of the head, just moving it around. Let's sort of do some bit of uh, work, movement. You know. This is generally the mind suffers from two particular moves. One is momentum; it's just he- helter skelter into whatever happens. Now there's inertia, just lies down like a sleeping pig, 
doesn't want to get up. So you just say, okay, you know, if it's in, if it's running forward, you pull it back. If it's lying down, snoozing, you get it up on its feet and trot it around the room. Deliberately think. So you're choosy and you're getting yourself fit. 